genre. Welcome to the Jane Silent Bob Minute, where we are covering the movie Mallrats, one minute at a time. Today we are covering Minute 15, which is quite possibly the greatest Excelsior Minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Derkach. And we are starting with Stan the Man Lee, and we are an- ending with the producer credits. That's I, right. I hate to say it, Stan Lee pops up, he looks a lot like Kenny Rogers. <laughs> He's got some rooster <laughs> chickens with him. You gotta know when to hold them. <laughs> <laughs> this time what you doing, shitty impressions. <laughs> I do like the dollar bill on his shirt, though. Oh yeah, the dollar bill with the winking Washington. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I like that Stan Lee. Everybody else kind of looks like a a comic booky version of themselves, where his is like a completely photorealistic Stan Lee. Yeah, yeah. And he has uh five uh busty women with him, and like another thousand in the background. What is the one on the bottom doing? Is does she have her legs up in the air? I cannot tell what she's doing. Um, is that her... I don't think she's supposed to be. I think she's supposed to be just laying down. That's but supposed to be because her, her eyes are closed. It looks very weird. <laughs> it does. It looks strange. I think her 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 uh, let's say her bosoms are down, and I think her butt's up in the air. Oh, oh, okay. Maybe it's her butt's big, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think I heard a song about that once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not singing that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> so I was gonna lure you into that one. Well, we actually, I mean, yeah, we. It's an interesting thing, and they're uh, <laughs> the women drawn are are anatomically correct, let's say, <laughs> and it must be a little chilly on that cover. Yeah, actually, I feel like you... yeah, if you make this today, when you submit this artwork and it comes back, they're like, no, yeah, get it out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you say five women, but if you look at the crowd behind them, they're all the same women with their boobs out too. Yeah, well, there you go. And I, oh, you know what? The girl on the bottom, maybe she's reading comics. There's a comic book in front of her. It is. She is reading a comic. Also, uh, Stan's feet, he has uh, spider shoes. I just noticed that myself. <laughs> I didn't even notice that before. This was, uh, yeah, as uh, we mentioned earlier in the week, this was a time where Stan Lee might have been the only person's name you would know that associated with comics in any way. Oh, yeah. Where now, you know, you would know Stan Lee mostly from his cameo appearances and you know a million people who are associated with comics that are in the movies and they're running whole networks and all kinds of stuff. But <laughs> there was a time where that was not a great thing to be like, I work in the comic book industry. They're like, what are you, a loser? Right. I mean, you went to a comic book convention and it was like, this it was a bunch of starving artists. Like people actually went to comic book conventions and bought comic books. Yeah. And, and you wouldn't know half of the artists that were there. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, this is so-and-so. They draw on Fantastic Four. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Speaking of Fantastic Four... And uh, our next person is Priscilla Burns with her Fantastic Two. It looks like she's holding two crystal balls, doesn't it? It does look like she's holding two crystal balls or two two uh, kid-sized bowling balls. Bowling balls, yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, Priscilla T.S. Barnes. Can T.S. and Brody who... survive? What does it say? Can T.S. and Brody survive the awesome power of... I can't see the bottom of that. Uh, great. I'm so glad you brought that up now that I closed everything so I can't see it either. Ivana's... Hold on. I have it here somewhere. I can't. I can't. Which one is this? It. What's this one called? Fantastic Two. Where's Fantastic Two at? Fantastic Two. Ivana's Crystal Balls. <laughs> it does say Crystal Balls. The, well, the, I mean, she is a fortune teller. I guess that would have made sense. It was stupid yeah. of us not to know that. Duh. Yeah. It's <laughs> good work by us. It's <laughs> a lot of research there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, did you? I, the only thing I knew her from was Three's Company. Yeah. She was the replacement for. Uh, for Chrissy, for Suzanne Cindy? Summers. 
Was she Cindy? What was her name? Terry. Terry. It was Terry. <laughs> yeah. As all everyone under thirties like scrambling through their IMDb, like what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that was a great show at the time. Nice company. Make it now. The conceit of the show doesn't even work anymore. No, you could not have that show now. Well, you couldn't have it because it's like, well, he can't live there because you can't have a straight man living with two women. Everybody's like, why not? Right. And then he <laughs> had fake being gay. And he had fake being gay. <laughs> okay, well that's weird. And then yeah. the person that lives with him doesn't like it. And we use that for comedic effect. No, that guy's an asshole because he doesn't like, right. it. like Who cares? First of all, who cares that this guy's gay? Nobody cares. I was oh, like, that's... and then this guy that doesn't like him is a bigot. And why am I supposed to like him? He's a full-on homophobe. He's like, he's like making, he's freaked out about it completely. And of course, as in all times, when Three's Company gets brought up, you must answer the question. We already like did this. Mr. Roper? <laughs> we we went full team Roper on Clerks Minute, if you remember. Oh, yeah, we went. Uh, we were all team Roper. <laughs> yeah. Norman Fell looking at the camera all day long, buddy. That's a, Plus, he had an extra person. He had Mrs. Roper, too, with her awful outfits that she wear. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this was she was on Three's Company uh, when it started to leak oil. Although, I liked her. Yeah, I didn't hate her. Because... Well, she was before the smart one, right? Wasn't there a smart one? Well, well, she was the like smart. She was the nurse. Oh, she was the nurse. Wow, yeah, I really there was got another one that showed up too. There was, I don't know. It's, you start getting like the Three Stooges thing, where like she was, <laughs> she was like Shemp, and then like Curly Joe started showing up and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, our next one is Angry Pop Comics with the one and only Michael Rooker. Yeah, it doesn't really look like Michael Rooker that much, does it? Yeah, except that he's bald. Yeah, he's bald. <laughs> he uh, kind of looks like Cable. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I don't know if he's supposed to be Cable, but he kind of looks like him. Kind of like half Cable, half Punisher. <laughs> but uh, Michael Rooker, a uh, pretty famous guy these days. In the comic book movie himself, you know, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy. He's got that haircut almost on the blonde skull that's underneath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the, uh, the hair thing. So he's got his uh, his arrow that goes around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a great character in the movies, by the way. Oh, uh, he's excellent. Yeah. He's a good character in the first movie, but he's amazing in the second one. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, uh, he was on the first couple seasons of The Walking Dead, and he was an interesting character on that. He was That was back when Walking Dead still had characters. Right. And it wasn't just some long, interminable thing that you were watching, and it felt like you, it was a prison sentence to watch it until <laughs> it ended. That was back when the zombies still meant something, and they didn't just walk by and stab him in the head and keep moving like they weren't yeah. anything at all anymore. Yeah, like everybody could just be easily stabbed. Everyone could be stabbed in their head immediately, like the guy's dead two seconds later. Yeah. And it's very easy to stab right through skulls. Yeah, well, they're rotting away at this point, right? Isn't I, that I guess, but like, <laughs> it's very easy. Like, yeah. the thing never gets a hold of you when you're going for it. Like, if I came up to you, I realize you're alive and they're dead, but if I came up at you and tried to stab you, I feel like you would try to stop me. Right, put your hands or up. Something. Barring that, while I'm trying to stab you, like say I miss and deflect off your head or something, pretty sure you'd bite my arm. Oh, then yeah, then you're in trouble. But yeah, that never seems to happen. That's the thing I liked about the beginning of that show was people would get killed just like out of nowhere. Oh yeah. But now it doesn't happen anymore unless you know it's some big deal when somebody dies now. Right. Back then it was just like, oh well, that guy died. Oh, we have a group of 15 people. Like every week you'd lose one or two. <laughs> then they like, grew oh. again. Yeah, and then you just find some more people, but yeah, they don't do that anymore. All right, so we get our first like credit for someone who's just in the crew. We get the the casting director is the first one that comes up. Old Don Phillips. Uh, you remember him, right? No, you don't. Let me just <laughs> see the hell the casting director is. I find it odd. He's only got 25 credits as a casting director. Really? You figure that's the type of thing where you'd have like 150 credits. Was Mallrats his is, first? Uh, what? 
Was Mallrats his first credit? No, his first mm-hmm. credit was Cockfighter, 1974. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but he also did casting for Dog Day Afternoon, oh. uh, Car Wash, The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh, Sweet, Fast Times, <laughs> Dazed and Confused. Oh, he did some Dazed and Confused coming too. up a lot. Yeah, Prophecy, Dazed and Confused. Then he, did he did the game. He did Phantoms. Affleck was the bomb in Phantoms, yo. <laughs> uh, his last movie he did was 2008 Surfer Dude. Oh. And uh, I'm not going to do any more uh, looking up to find out if uh, he retired or uh, retired from this mortal coil. Big bucket of win. Big bucket of win. <laughs> if, <laughs> big bucket of win if you're alive or dead. And all during this time when we start getting new uh, people here, it's showing clips from all the earlier covers. So we yeah. get like an extreme close-up of like a set of boobs over uh, Stan Lee's shoulder. <laughs> then a we get a robot screen. head. Yeah. Some weird kid's face when we get uh, music by Ira Newburn. Newborn. So what do you think of the uh, overall with the opening here with the comics? I like it. I do. It, it's, I don't know, for some reason the artwork reminds me a lot of the Todd McFarlane when he used to do that. Well, I, I guess that's because he's a big 90s guy, so. Yeah. He's just of that time. Yeah, so the composer's Ira Newborn. He's got 37 credits. He's got got some, cat. oh my god, he was, he was, the, oh, this poor bastard. He was on Caddyshack too. <laughs> oh no. But he also did 16 Candles, he did uh, Police Squad, he did Dragnet, Amazon Women on the Moon, so he must have been with those Zucker guys. Yeah. Naked Gun, Uncle Buck, so he did a lot of good, like, comedies. He must have been, uh, you need a comedy, this is the guy you go to. He did Basketball, and then uh, his stuff cuts off in 2000. Again, not going to look it up. Nope. Big bucket of wind, hope everything's okay. <laughs> Don't want to find out anything went wrong. <laughs> Don't even want to find out. Yeah, then we move on again. We still have the stuff running in the background. Oh, you know what I didn't look up? He did the music. Do you know what song this is by chance? I do. It is. The song's called Social by Squirt Gun. It says Squirt Gun is an American admit, punk band. Really, yeah, it, um, I don't want to say, it's weird to say that it reminds me of this movie, but it really gets me, it reminds me a lot of the credits. Like, I can, if I heard this song, I would immediately go into, oh, those are the, the Mallrats credits. Right. It says it's a punk band from Lafayette, Indiana, formed in 1993, but I've never heard of them before, Squirt Gun. No. So they're getting into the, what is this, the costume designer? Yeah, Dana Allison. Is that a man or a woman? Um, the, oh, oh, I'm not getting, no, I'm not, not going into this again. <laughs> We're not good with Dana's. We're not uh, good with Dana's. I'm not good with Dana's. I'm going to say it's a woman. <laughs> Just because of the last name's Allison, so you feel like you it know, should be a woman. The reason why I'm going with it is because she has a credit as da- Dana Allison Greenberg, like she changed her name. Oh, okay, well, that's good. All right, so we're gonna go. gonna go through these these uh, costume designer credits because they're <laughs> awesome. Uh, 1986 Manhattan Gigolo, uh, and she did Motorama, Bank Robber, Suspicious. Uh, she did five episodes of Red Shoe Diaries, the The Prophecy, The Immortals, <laughs> Mall Rats, Trigger Effect, Wedding Bell Blues, Deceiver. But uh, some of her other credits for costume and wardrobe department. Uh, Playboy, Carrie Kendall, September 1990, Video Centerfold. <laughs> um, also, Playboy, Playmate of Erotic Adventures <laughs> as the assistant wardrobe, 1999. They're not going, you're not dealing with too much wardrobe with these Playboy things, are you? Yeah, I mean, how much wardrobe is there? I mean, I guess <laughs> for like the first two wardrobe. minutes. Yeah. Like, here, here's the bikini you'll be wearing or like the negligee. So uh, <laughs> what do I need to do with it? Uh, take it off. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> so you, what you need to do in this scene is to make sure at the end of the scene you don't have clothes on anymore. Right, and the wardrobe's going to come by and pick all your stuff up that you left on the floor. Yeah, and pass it off to the next girl. <laughs> because I assume that's how that works. It's possible. I don't know how things work on the Playboy sets. <laughs> I thought you were at the mansion for a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was hanging out with Hef and his, uh, when the, the girls next door were there. 
<laughs> yeah, so uh, Laura Greenlee was the line producer, which I would be lying if I said I knew what that was. I think I the line producer is in charge of budget. I thought she was like, the one that said, already, everybody get in this line here. Line I up. I feel like that's not what it is. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> line producer is more like you're not in charge of like actors or whatever. Like, um, how much does this cost? Oh. Uh, <laughs> like a line item. Yeah. Like this costs $20,000. Well, guess what? We can't afford it. Get the one that costs $14,000. <laughs> but she was the line producer on this. She was co-producer on Dogma, co-producer on Jane Silent Bob, Strike Back, Lion and Especially co-producer on, on Jersey Girls, Clerks wow. 2, Zack and Miri. So I'm wondering she's if she's a line kind of, producer. Yeah. And then she was on, <laughs> she was line producer on Spoilers, his TV show. No. Oh. So apparently uh, Kevin likes working with her. Yeah. She's doing Which is a very great. Kevin thing. Yeah. He does make some friends and keep them around. Yeah, I, I know it killed him when Scott stopped being like his full-time producer, but Scott was busy off making The Grinch. Yeah, and Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah. Then we get more close-up. We get Jeremy Lennon close-up. Uh, we get edited by Paul Dixon. This is uh, interesting just because it's not edited by Kevin Smith. Yeah, it's the this first the only, one uh, edited by yeah. him. Or only? First and only. Wow. Yeah, he doesn't let anybody else do his stuff. And a full shot of that uh, naked woman's rear end. Yeah, there's a couple of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like very like all right. <laughs> Again, this would this would not pass mustard today. No. He'd be like, What what the hell are you trying here? <laughs> and he has been the editor on a lot of stuff, but not a lot of stuff that really sticks out to me. A lot of T V. Oh, he did V. <laughs> huh. LA Law. Just flipping real quick through the movies. Mallrats is the first one I saw that I recognized. Oh man, I don't even see another one that even sticks out to me. Really? Um da 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 oh wow, this is not good. Yeah, he uh Kevin should have cut this movie. <laughs> I th- he was in The Starter Wife, which I think my wife might have watched, but that's about it. That's the only thing I even recognized. That sounds like something my wife would watch when I wasn't home. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> or something you might watch when she's not around. <laughs> <laughs> hey, The Starter Wife's on. <laughs> oh, look at this. you get my pilot started. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Why would you do something like that? <laughs> Who is our next credit here? Oh, old Dina Lipton T. I like uh, Dina Lipton's picture when it's the condom and the butt plug that was in the picture with the naked woman. Yes. <laughs> Keeping it classy as always. <laughs> so Dina Lipton was the production designer on a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of TV, Real O'Neill's, Chuck, Windfall, and then she did a bunch of movies between like 95 and 2005. This was the first movie she was the production designer on. She also was on Very Bad Things. That must have been like a something you jumped onto after this. Like you did Very Bad Things. Right. Well, this made you do very bad things. Ah, that joke was not funny, and I wish you would not have said it. <laughs> I'll file it, sorry. <laughs> file it. <laughs> yeah, then we get a bunch of other weird... And then we get a close-up of uh, <laughs> Shannon Doherty's boobs with a knife. Yeah. And we get the DP, Dave Klein, back from Clerks. Right, they did keep him on. Yeah, they kept Dave Klein. They Eventually, they do push him off coming up, though, in one of the other movies before Kevin gets him back. Oh, and then we get another picture of a girl with totally realistic breast sizes. <laughs> and a big smile. Yeah, I was going to say, did we get to the very end here? Yeah, we do get to the producer credits of uh, Jim Jacks, which was the guy he always talked about that wanted to get into the uh, the Kevin Smith business. Right. But didn't he, he just pass away not too long ago? Yeah, he passed away a couple years ago because he always wanted a second Mallrats. Okay. And that was when Kevin got all upset because he couldn't get a – like he didn't talk to him for a while. And then when Mallrats 2 looked like it was happening and then all blew up. Yeah. And, of course, it's also produced by the Scott Mosier. Yeah, Scott uh, producing and acting in this one, too. Just uh, not in quite as many roles. <laughs> yeah, not acting against himself. Yeah, not acting against himself in the exact same scene. 
yeah, the other guy is Sean Daniel. I did not know who that was. I had to look him up. Like, who is this other random? He looks like a random producer. I'm wondering if this guy was like from the uh, actual studio because he was on like Tombstone, uh, Michael, the Jackal, the Mummy. Like, it sounds like he knew what he was doing. He must. I feel feel like he was the suit because yeah. then he's over on this Rat Race, Scorpion King, and then there's like a big jump from like 2003 to like 2008. Okay. So it must be until he gets his next job, and then he just. Then he's on Scorpion King three and four, so he must feel like he got took some steps down at some point. <laughs> yeah. He's in punish, on punishment there. Then he got a producer credit on the new Mummy, which I assume was, just means he 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 owned the rights to the old one. There was a Scorpion King three and four. <laughs> oh oh yeah. my god! Do you love that? I remember seeing the Scorpion King with the Rock. That's all. I, like did they? And I remember that they, a Scorpion King two happened. Did they keep the Rock on for two, three, I don't and four? Think so I think by then he'd become. Dwayne Johnson and yeah, yeah, and he don't play. He stepped don't away do from that, that garbage fire. Yeah. All right. I mean, I think it's all I have for this minute, mostly because this minute is just credits. Yeah. Uh, the Mallrats credits are cool, but they're uh, difficult to watch minute at a time since they take up two full minutes. <laughs> is it? It doesn't. Does it go on to the next minute too? I think it does, right? Um, I think it ends. I think there's like one or two more credits. I think we get like Kevin's credit in the next minute. That's right. And then it's pretty much over. I think. Wow. Yeah. Um, we get. Mosier's and Kevin's credit, and then it's done. Okay. So we had... So then we'll be at the mall, right? We had credits at the end of minute 13, all 14, all 15, and into 16. Right. So, like, two and a half minutes of credits. We're going straight to the mall from here. That's all I know. Are we, though? <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> we are 100%. We <laughs> are not getting to the mall. To the mall. Uh, we get to the mall at minute 30. Yeah. Well, this or if is it minute... makes you feel worse, week 10. <laughs> this is minute 15. We're halfway to the mall. <laughs> <laughs> so if you've tuned in for Mall Rats and you're just now realizing we're not going to get to the mall for another five weeks. <laughs> My God. I hope you're still with us by then. <laughs> Don't worry. Join us next week. We'll have a guest. <laughs> they can help power us through the beginning. Well, we'll be fine next week because uh, Jason Lee shows up. So we'll be good. Yeah, we'll be good then. All right, Chris. It's your time to shine. Uh you're going to tell us everything you know about where you could find this lovely podcast and all our associated things. Well, you can find you can find our first podcast, The Burbs Minute. You just Google Burbs Minute. It comes right up. It's the first thing that pops up. We did The Burbs one minute at a time, the Tom Hanks movie. And then you can go to DuelingGenre.com. And we, if you can find uh, Jane's Hollow Bob Minute, we have already completed all of Clerks Minute last year and now we're working on this one as you can tell mall rats um and you can also find us on facebook uh jane silent bob quicker stop we go in there and we discuss the uh the details of what's going on in mall rats or back in clerks or whatever weird stuff has come up and we just felt like talking about (laughs) (laughs) sometimes things just happen uh you can also go over you can follow us on twitter uh i don't know what we are there at jane bob minute yeah jane bob minute um, you can check us out on Dueling Genre with some other fine programs like Geek by Night, Immunities, Back to the Future Minute, Cornetto Minute, Disney Animation Minute Essentials, Ferris Bueller Minute, Harry Potter Minute, Jane Silent Bob Minute, <laughs> Lord of the Rings Minute, Rocky Minute. <laughs> Hopefully there's no more minutes because I can't go any further down. And they're also doing a Countdown to Infinity on the um, – I believe that's on Patreon. Uh, they have the Doctor's Companion, Having a Friend for Dinner, and the Protagonist Podcast, uh, most or all of which are better than this. I think they just did the solo uh, on Patreon too, a solo review. Oh, yeah, the solo review. The review yeah. of Solo. Yeah, not a solo review. It wasn't review. just a review of one person screaming into the darkness. <laughs> all right, I think that's all I have. Uh, do you have anything else, Chris? Any any last-minute wants or needs? No, uh, it's, uh, I'm, I'm good. 
All right. Well, just remember, schooner is a sailboat, idiot. Tell me.